Here we are again. Let's get the ball rolling. What up? Back again with Get the Ball Rolling. Uh, Today's podcast, we will be having Coach Sean Devine from Villanova University, the Wildcats, here on the show. Another CAA team will be joining uh, be joining the show and and uh, pretty much uh, close to rounding out uh, the entire CAA and so uh, a special occasion a special day when when we're able to to accomplish this once we'll be able to get all the coaches and all the universities here on the podcast uh Villanova uh I've actually been following these guys again for quite a while uh, a lot of people know them from their basketball program and uh national championship uh, a couple years ago and yeah and I'm pretty much I mean very successful <clears throat> also another little fun fact uh for those football lovers <clears throat> sorry excuse me uh these guys actually won the national championship in 2009 so in the last decade, right, ten years ago, this team uh, won the Natty. They uh, they went to the national championship, went through a pretty uh, tough gauntlet, uh, beat Holy Cross, uh, beat New Hampshire, uh, beat William and Mary by one point to advance the Natty and uh, play Montana University and or University of Montana, however you say it, uh, and they actually beat them twenty three to twenty one. Uh, this is a really prestigious football team. Uh, they hold themselves very high to very high standard. Really a fun and interesting team, uh, especially coming out of this last season. So much to talk about with Villanoa. I don't even know where to start. Uh, this last season, uh, I, I, I'll probably get into this a little bit later, but this this team did some pretty amazing things they they actually upset uh the fbs foe uh temple they went into philly and they won 19 to 17 i actually watched that game really an interesting game uh, it kind of felt like nova was ready to go they came out bah, got them right then boom there it is and uh it was really interesting to see that happen and uh, Temple, I mean, they had a really successful season this last year, so it was really interesting to be like, whoa, what's going on with Temple? Holy crap, this Nova team's legit. Um, some interesting stats for you guys. Villanova was only 1-4 and four at home this last year in 2018, and they were 4-2 and two on the road. So this team played a lot better on the road uh, than they did at home, which is uh, usually you hear that uh, in reverse order. However, uh you know, still a lot of talent. This team is extremely, extremely young. Uh, again, I'm hoping to talk to Coach Devine about that, see kind of his reaction to, well, not reaction, but his opinion on that specific aspect. Uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of people say you can't coach talent, right? And and I believe that is 100% true. Uh, a lot of people are just gifted. but And, and youth, I think you can coach youth. And I, I mean, it's definitely a little bit different uh, coaching a freshman than it is coaching a senior that's been around the, the program. But a lot of youth on this team coming back uh, towards, uh, well, into 2019. Uh, really excited for uh, this interview and to to have Villanova University here with us. 
again, uh, one of the things that I think is really unique, uh, I really like slogans uh, in sports. You don't, uh, you, just a little rant here for a sec, you don't, you don't see that uh, a lot of places. I mean, maybe businesses a little bit, but you don't really hear a slogan. Like, you don't go up and... You, and talk just oh let's you know create a slogan between friends like it just doesn't happen yeah businesses have their uh their things and and uh, obviously you know, churches they have their you know their things and stuff but the slogans really do mean a lot uh when you're looking at you know what what is the true meaning behind it and one of the the really interesting things, Villanova, everywhere that I look, at, both online, uh, even in the emails uh, that I've talked, uh, setting up this this podcast, is they keep on putting tap the rock, and I I'm really curious to ask Coach Divine what that means, and uh, hopefully get some insight into that, uh, into that story. So. Uh, we'll be paging him in, uh, having him call in to the, the studio here in beautiful and sunny St. George, Utah. Uh, have him come in and we'll have him on the show. Lots of fun stuff, a lot of fun uh, stats to go over with you uh, once when we talk with him. So after, we're going to have the ad break. After the ad break, again, uh, Coach Sean Devine from Villanova. Okay, get the ball rolling. We are back with Villanova coach Sean Devine. How are you doing today, coach? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Just uh, finished up with a day's worth, worth of uh, preparation here for our first uh, opponent, uh, Colgate. And, you know, kind of getting things in line here as our players report for summer session two coming up on Thursday. Oh, awesome. So, awesome. Well, that that's super fun. I... Uh, so to start off, um, let's go with this. I noticed that uh, all over, like your guys's social media, uh, I think even in like the the like the little captions and stuff like that, it says "Tap the Rock." What exactly does that mean? That's a great question. Back in 2009, our team chaplain, Father Rob Hagen, in one of his homilies to the team at a pregame mass talked about this passage from the Bible where a stone cutter hammers away at his rock perhaps a hundred times, maybe even a thousand, and then on the hundred and first blow when the rock splits, the stone cutter realizes it wasn't that last blow that did it. It was all the work that had gone into previously. So it's basically an accumulation of work and continuing to to tap the rock every day means I want to put in my work and eventually I'm going to reach my goal. I'm going to, I'm going to reach the promised land. It's, it's an accumulation of, of a life's work. It's not just instant gratification. So that's kind of the foundation or that has become since that time, the foundation really of, of Villanova football. Okay. Awesome. That is, that's a really cool story. I didn't know I, I saw that everywhere, but now I'll have to, I'll go look up that passage in the Bible and give it a reading. Cause that, that's, that's really cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's great. And, uh, it not just pertains to football, but it's, a, it's kind of a life lesson and a, and a core value and, and our kids uh, have really embraced it. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, here's another question for you. What makes Villanova special to you? 
Well, I, I'll tell you what. Here's, here's why it's special to me. I think it's a unique combination uh, of the academic piece, the football piece, but also the spiritual piece. I think, unlike any other place that I've worked at, we really focus on developing the student-athlete holistically and societally. And I think that is just a different vibe. I mean, it's, it's a... Some places, places talk about being family, but I think going over the, with the Tap the Rock as our core value and kind of the foundation of who we are, living that every day and preaching that every day, it's, and, and you have the support of the administration and, and they believe in tapping the Rock and sticking by it. I think that that's just made this experience a, a very unique, a unique experience for me as a college football coach. So I, I love it and I appreciate it. I appreciate that about our kids, about our administration, about the coaching staff we work with. Uh, I think everybody buys into that, and they understand that it takes a lot of work. It's hard to win, uh, but you do things the right way, and over time, the rock's going to break, and you're going to get get ultimately what you want. Oh, awesome! Well, that is that is good to hear about uh, Villanova and, and kind of what sets it apart. So last year, you guys played Temple. And you guys were able to to upset them, go into I believe you you guys played in Philadelphia, right? And you guys beat them. How how what was that? What what did that that win mean to you, to the players, and to the program as a whole? Being able to go in and beat Temple. Well, Tyler, I'll, I'll tell you what it, it's it's a credit to the players in our program. Uh, they they worked very hard and prepared very hard. We I thought. Tyler, we had a very talented football team last year and, and a very experienced football team across the board offensively. You know, it's probably one of the better offensive line groups that I've coached in my time at this level of college football. Uh, we had a very seasoned quarterback. We had what I felt was one of the best tight ends I've ever seen in this league in Ryan Bell and capable backups behind them that were also very good players. Uh, and the kids prepared very hard and, and really to come out. When we, our approach in, to that game was, hey, it's the first game of the year. It's kind of the, the Daytona 500 for us. You know, it was the, the Super Bowl to start off the season. And with a, with a veteran crew, I, I, again, two, my two bookend tackles are both on NFL rosters right now. I mean, they're, they're good players. They were a good group. And we matched up, I thought, very well with their front seven and, and the kids knew they were going to cut it loose, go out and, and, and try to play their best football. And, and to their credit, they really did. They played very well. Yeah, that that's really cool. I actually was able to watch, um, I watched the second half of that game and, and I kind of felt the same way. Like your, your kids were very well prepared and I mean, no discredit to, to Temple, but you guys were prepared and you guys were able to go in and, and get the win. It was, it was honestly, it was one of, it was one of the coolest, uh, first week of the season games for me to be able to watch. Um, so you kind of alluded to it uh, that you guys are very veteran laden last year. You guys have a lot of youth coming up this next year. How are you guys preparing to, to, to develop those players? Uh, like with the amount of youth you guys have on your football team? Yeah, that's a great question. And then, <laughs> we are in, we are in the development business uh, for certain. And, while last year was certainly a lot of fun having the opportunity to coach a veteran group, certainly this this brings a different kind.
kind of fun to it because the younger players uh, hang on every word and, and as they did this past spring, which which made it very exciting as a, as a coach. Now, uh, coming out of spring practice, I think in all positions we felt uh, excited about the young kids that we have. And that they're, they're hungry and they're driven. And, and obviously everything's going to be new for them. So with that, with that lack of experience, although I should say this, although there is a lack of experience, there is certain, certain a heightened sense of urgency and excitement and energy about them to go out and prove themselves. So, right. you know, with the young football team, our, you know, we just got to get them in the right direction and, and make sure that keep it simple enough so they know what to do, but strategically put them in the right positions, create the right advantages for them, whether it be by angles, by spacing, however we can, and then have them go out and play as hard as they can. And if they do, we'll have a chance. Now, again, with rookies, you're always going to make some mistakes, but hey, it'll be fun. You know, it'll be fun coaching those kids and seeing what we can do. Yeah, for sure. Uh yeah, I I really liked that uh, that response. It's a lot of fun. Uh, my brother, he's actually he's, he's in the younger stages. He's uh, just coming out of high school, so I know a little bit about what you're talking about about youth and and the excitement around them and them listening to every single word that you guys are saying. Uh, really very attentive. Going to try to become the best football players. So. I guess the last question I have for you then is who are some players, some notable players that Villanova fans and, and for fans like me that we should be looking for on the field in, in this next season? Sure. Sure. Uh, I, I will speak specifically to the, like I can give you a good feel for the offensive side of the ball. Okay. I think a guy that kind of has taken the back seat the last couple of years because he had very, very good players in front of him was our running back, Justin Covington. I think Justin is, is uh, 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 an extreme, extremely talented young man. And with the spring that he had uh, this past spring, I know he's extremely motivated and, and kind of rejuvenated. And, and I think he's ready to, to be the bell cow for us offensively. Uh, and, and there are certainly a couple of really talented kids behind him and Jalen Jackson. Uh, Delone Drew is someone that, that he really flashed as well. Uh, and then, again, the quarterback battle will be the quarterback battle. I think that's an ongoing deal. I think both players there, Kadir Ismail and, and Jack Shetlick, are competing hard. And, uh, I think we'll be really solid at that position. On the offensive line, Nick Torres, who was a redshirt last year, really did a good job competing this spring along with Jamie Petrochik and, and Matt Mazza. I think Kofi Apia is taking the next steps after kind of sitting behind Ethan Green's the last couple of years. He's he's ready to take the next step uh, as, a, as a starting lineman in the CAA. Uh, you know, I think if we can keep our, our tight ends healthy, Sonoris Vingelis should be one of the, the best on-the-line tight ends uh, that we've had here in a while. Again, Ryan Bell from a year from years past was just an extremely talented football player. Um, I think Simon has a chance to be to be pretty darn special as well, and he's backed up by Todd Summers, who has a chance to be a really good player. So, 
it's going to be, you'll see a, a, every name that you hear this this far has a chance to be someone you've never heard of. <laughs> okay. And, you know, we've got a, a talented group of first-year players that will be stepping on our campus uh, for the first time uh, as Villanova football student-athletes slash football players this, this coming Thursday as they begin uh, summer class. So we're excited. I mean, we're, we're excited. It's it's going to be one of those deals where I don't even think as a staff we completely know what we have yet. You know, I think we once we get into training camp, we'll, first couple of weeks, we'll we'll, uh, we'll put them to the test and see what we have. Awesome. Well, that is all I have for you, Coach. Thank you for your time. Uh, I look forward to, to watching you guys in this upcoming season, and uh, we'll be cheering for, for you guys down here in Southern Utah. Awesome. Appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Yep, you too. Have a good day. That was Coach Devine, uh, ladies and gentlemen, fans of Get the Ball Rolling. That was such an interesting interview. Uh, first off, I guess we'll talk about it. Uh, the Tap the Rock thing was super unique. I, I like honestly, I, I thought when I, when I was reading that, and I, I know I talked about it earlier in the show, but I was thinking like, kind of like Clemson, you know, how Clemson touches that rock as they, as they run down into, into Death Valley and an entire stadium. I was thinking it's going to be something like that. That is a, that is a really cool story. I mean, even pulling from the Bible, Tap the Rock, uh, I did a little bit of research. There are a couple instances where it happens. Uh, Moses, uh, he, it talks about it in the Bible. I believe that's the, the story that he's referring to. But what, what a, what a story. What a slogan and a, uh, to hang your hat on. So really impressed me. It really took me back and, uh, go Villanova for, for having that, uh, as their logo. Well, not logo, but as their, uh, slogan in, in everything they do. It was really, uh, I think that, you know, whatever you believe in, uh, I believe, I mean, obviously I, I believe in God and, but that is just something, you know, tap the rock, you know, keep on going, keep on grinding, uh, how you're able to tie in, uh, religion and, and, you know, even talked about the holistic review into, uh, football. And, you know, that means that whether you believe in whatever you believe in, but just making somebody a better person, that's what this is all about. Really an interesting, uh, take on that. I was really taken back. And like I said, go Villanova for that. So. Again, uh, this team is extremely unique for a num- numerous uh, accounts. I already talked about uh, the home record last year, a little bit different than what I'm used to seeing. Normally, you know, have a really good home record, have a little worse away record. But this team uh, flipped it. They had a better away record. And going into this season, uh, going into 2019, uh, he even talked about it. You know, they're already preparing for Colgate. Colgate was super good this last year, uh, went 10 and two. So, and honestly, I would not, I, that, that wouldn't even matter to me. I mean, I think most teams, when you, when you schedule a team like that, you're kind of like a team that might not have had the best season the year before. You're like, okay, well maybe, you know, this team went 10 and two into the playoffs, but no, Villanova has proven obviously last year and in years past that they can play with the big boys and especially that first week. So I put nothing past Villanova to come out and uh, get the job done against Colgate. Anyway, so I'm looking through uh, their schedule and looking through the stats. So we're just going to go back to 2018. And this is what is, I, I think for Villanova fans, really, really important. Number one, we're going to go back. They lost six games this last year. 
we're going to go through the losses and, and by how many points. They lost to Towson by 10, okay, and that was home against Towson. They lost to Stony Brook by 2. They lost to Maine by 3. They lost to James Madison by 37, so that will we'll rule that out as the outlier. And uh, New Hampshire by 34, 0 to 34. So they had a t- tough couple of weeks. And then they lost to William & Mary by 7. So out of their out of their f- six losses, only, well, two losses were, were tough losses, right? A little bit bigger. But out of the four losses, the biggest margin was only 10 points, which in my book, I, I categorize it as a close loss. When a team has that many close loss losses in a season, that just shows that they were – it shows a lot of youth. And uh, even looking through the roster, you don't even know how to look through the roster. It usually shows that there's a lot of youth. Uh, it might even show that there's a, coach, a little bit different of a coaching philosophy. But but no, I think that it, in, in this – in Villanova's case, I think it's youth. And – they were in pretty much every game. Let's reverse it. You know, they beat Stony Brook, they beat Maine, and they beat William and Mary. That's three games. We'll take these three games. Now, instead they're eight and three, and they go to the they go to the playoffs. So this team really wasn't that far away. People, you know, they're kind of uh, I've read in the media, oh, you know, had a couple losing uh, seasons after you know going doing so well throughout the playoffs, 2014, 2016, uh, winning the next championship in 2009. But that don't Villanova fans be ready for this football season. And I say that when when you see again when you see a team play as well as they did in losses, that is extremely convincing for me. Next up, that is a really interesting stat from Villanova. Uh, they had they actually uh they outscored their opponents 275 to 257 so that's kind of an interesting stat as well okay so they put up more points then how did they lose as many games obviously those close games really mattered and you know James, James Madison and New Hampshire not, not not scoring that that obviously influences stats a little bit but that is a, that is a wild stat so what are you going to do you can get better uh, on defense, get better in those situational plays, and obviously the coaching staff knows that, and they're going to do, they're going to be able to do that. Again, total offense, this team put up, uh, they put up four thousand sixty four total yards of offense, and their uh, counterparts put up three thousand four hundred thirty nine. Another reason that it might uh, uh, might be a little bit different, right? They put up more yards, so they have more yards, more points. Then why wasn't this team successful? There were. There, there's a few questions, right, for that. But those aren't questions of concern. That that Those are positive things going forward. When you see a team, okay, that was just – so they're missing – they might have been missing a piece last year. They might have not – you know, again, I think youth is a is a big factor with this team. So maybe they just didn't capitalize in those situational moments. You can't fault a team by losing by two points, by three points. Uh, yeah, no, that's a, it was a close game. It was a good game. Uh, again, I didn't go through every single box score and say, okay, well, they lost. You know, there was a last-second touchdown. There was a last-second field goal. I don't know that 100%. But again, for fans going up this next season, it's really it's really convincing and it's really uh, exciting if you are a Nova fan for this upcoming year. Just due to those stats and knowing that they, that they have the talent to do so, now let's just do, do better in the situational stuff. Uh, they play Lehigh, Bucknell, Towson after Colgate. And they get into the CAA. Now, the CAA, I think, is a big kind of 
jumbled mess in my mind, I guess, because it is so deep, and I think a lot of it has to do with injuries and timing of things, who you play, when you play. They do play James Madison. They do play Maine. So those are going to be two tough teams. Uh, obviously, you know, the two tough teams this this last year. Uh, they do play Towson, who went to the FCS playoffs. Uh, they do play Stony Brook, who went to the FCS playoffs. You have a very talented New Hampshire team, a very talented Richmond team, and Delaware that went to the FCS playoffs. So there's not going to be any days off and another interesting stat they play long island now long island they're actually combining they're going through a different uh with uh, liu post and liu brooklyn i didn't really read the entire article but they're kind of like a new hybrid team i guess i don't really understand exactly the the logistics of everything but uh, that team won 10 games so this team i mean this this is going to be a tough schedule but I think, you know, he said, we don't really know what, what we got. Is We're just going to have to go out and, and see within the first couple, couple weeks, make the adjustments. This team can be absolutely amazing. And, again, those stats are really, again, intriguing uh, for me. And I think that this Villanova team is on the rise. Uh, my, my indicator has them doing better than what they did last year. And I think they're going to be fighting for, for a playoff spot. Again, this this conference can go nine nine teams deep, and it's going to be when you play the teams and, and how well they're playing. Uh, I obviously I haven't analyzed every single team, but you know I would say kind of just toss ups right now. Albany, Richmond, and Nova are the teams that could make the jump into the playoffs. I don't know if there's teams that fall out uh, of that. Uh, Obviously, there would be there'd be a there'd be an adverse you know uh, for every reaction there's an equal and opposite you know reaction. So there's obviously they're going to they're going to come back out of it you know maybe knock a t- couple teams down like like a Delaware like a Stony Brook, and be able to move on up into the upper echelons of what is the CAA conference. Uh, so I think again, this Nova team is talented, and for for fans of college football and for fans of the CAA, definitely put this team down. Uh, obviously, I'll, I'll be if you guys listen throughout the season, I'll be talking about these teams and kind of what is going on within the CAA, uh, kind of how this thing kind of you know uh, pans out. But I think that this team has enough stuff. To, to do so, and that would just give even more experience to the young guys, and we're talking about a foundation that, you know, if Nova, if they can win with youth, they're going to win with experience, so if they can win this year, you're going to see it 2021, 20, 22, you know, three, four years, you're going to kind of see this run of Villanova within the CAA, and you're going to go, holy cow, where, where did this happen? Well, this happened back in 2019. Uh, that is my take on it. Again, I'll be coming out with my 100% predictions uh, a little bit later as we draw closer into the season with with records and stuff like that. So a lot of fun stuff, uh, again, talked about today. Um, super, super, a really interesting interview. Super happy to, to have it. Again, that the, the Tap the Rock thing was very unique. Uh, never had heard that before. And... Uh, overall, just uh, I, I walked out of it going, wow, uh, that impressed me. Uh, obviously, every single interview, every single team, team is different, and it really is if you listen to all of this podcast series, you really hear the difference uh, 
maybe I wouldn't say styles uh, per se because we don't go 100% into to football and, you know, uh, fourth and two, who are you giving the ball to type of thing. But you can kind of hear hear it. And, and, and when somebody convinces me, when I can hear it and go, okay, that was a good interview, I'm convinced. And, and that's what happened with this Villanova team. So that's Villanova 2019. Special thanks to, to the university. Uh, special thanks to Coach Sean Devine on this. Uh, a team to be, to be noted this upcoming season. Uh, so again, what's coming up for this, uh, podcasts uh rolling on up we're working uh we're rounding out the caa a couple teams have told me that they won't be able to meet with me until uh until july uh a lot of coaches right now are on vacation just do because uh we're actually they're actually allowed to report earlier earlier than 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 in years past so i believe they're taking their vacations a little bit earlier so uh Couple more CAA teams working there. More, more Big Sky, Missouri Valley, Ohio Valley working with the Big South. So kind of expanding this podcast series in, so I get a wide array of interesting, of interesting teams, interesting perspectives, that kind of thing. Uh, so I want to thank uh, again. All of you fans out there, uh, my lovely wife, and uh, follow us on all of our social media accounts. I've mentioned that before, and I hope all of you have an amazing week, and keep the ball rolling.